everybody. Welcome to Sonic Talk episode, oh, what is it, 471. That's right. Uh, this is. I think this is the second time we've done a show the day after a US election. And that's all I'm prepared to say on the subject. So we'll leave it at that, eh? Um, anyway, welcome all in one. This is the podcast that's dedicated to music technology, music production, software, uh, live production, anything to do with making music with technology, or perhaps not as well. It could be anything or any of those things. So once again, we thank you all for joining us. Uh, if you like this kind of stuff, uh, this is our, runs for about an hour or so, maybe a little bit longer. And we've also got uh, sponsors. Uh, we've got a competition from Isotope who will be giving a, away a copy of Neutron this week. We are changing it up, uh, but we will have an announce uh, a winner for last week's show uh, or last time show because there was no show live show last week. Uh, and so we have a winner for vocal synth. And I've just recalled that I don't think I've put the new Neutron, Neutron ad in there. So that's going to give me a task to achieve while Rich and uh, while our guests talk amongst themselves and cover me enough for enough time to be able to slot the ad in place. Now, there's a challenge for you. Anyway, uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome to the chat room. I want to say uh, you can watch this live uh, via sonicstate.com forward slash live where we have the YouTube embed. Also, there's a live chat room there if you prefer our IRC. We've got our own IRC server, but otherwise you could do it on youtube and we do thank you all for watching live it's very much appreciated and i'm sure and i hope you'll enjoy uh today uh which will pr- probably be you know a kind of election free zone which is going to be a bit of a respite so let's just uh, let's just leave it at that and we'll introduce our guests now we're starting off with mr rich hilton who is in the aforesaid affected country of the united states of america in um in sunny eastern seaboard kind of world so uh <laughs> connecticut that's it I, I lost my i lost my lost my thread there how are you rich I'm good, thank you. Jolly good. good. Rich, of course, uh, keyboard player with Chic, and Nile Rogers studio guy, a man of much experience. And if I see correctly, it looks like there's some kind of helium-filled balloon in the background there. Did one have a birthday recently? I think one did. Yes, it's true. Yesterday was my 60th birthday. That's so hard to believe. Wow. It is pretty hard. It is Con- pretty hard to believe. Congratulations. Uh, Not harder uh, for anybody than it is for me, believe me. <laughs> well, I hope you had a lovely, lovely day. Oh and and uh and, and all of that and did all of those things that one does. I don't know what one does on one's sixtieth birthday. Do, do, do you drive sports cars and gamble and do things that you know that that one might not ordinarily do, or did you just have a nice family day? I had a really great family day. Uh, and a nice and a nice dinner with a uh, surprise dinner with a bunch of friends from town here and uh, received some lovely gifts and it was really good. I'm very pleased to hear that, Rich. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. So thank you very much for joining us. And also we have Mr. Ty Unwin, the composist with the mostest. That's a tie. I, I, I did that on the fly. You could tell I could tell it wasn't going to work as I went into that sentence, but I thought I had to finish it. Ty Unwin, of course, composer, uh, does a lot of stuff for TV and film uh, with synthesizers, which you can see in the background. In fact, I think he's, uh, he's he was showing us, telling us a little bit pre-show that uh, there was perhaps a few new purchases that had come his way. So we'll have to quiz him about that because it's traditional if you haven't been on for a couple of weeks ty then we know that there's bound to be something new in your arsenal but how are you you well i'm good thank you i just want to say happy birthday to rich well done yes happy birthday 60 god i I, I just feel good because i'm the youngest on the panel which is never going to happen again (laughs) but thanks um no happy birthday rich that's brilliant super Um, no i'm good i'm good thank you no everything's fine just getting on and 
yeah, that's it. Everything's good. So have you got yeah. your usual kind of crazy, hectic schedule? Because we haven't seen you for a little while, have we? So uh, um, I'm guessing that's because you've been busy, right? It, it is, yes. Uh, I do have a hectic schedule, although luckily the absolute mayhem that I had over the last couple of months has gradually uh, eased for a couple of weeks. So I've now got to get back on with the um, the long-term project that I've, I've been on, um, the album project. And so... Uh, so that's just kind of eating away at the moment. But the I'm actually sleeping at night. Whoa, that's got to be good. But for me, that's really, hey! <laughs> I thought um, you looked well. Yeah. Well, Although, smiling. to be honest, there's the three of us. We have a cert- There's a certain similarity amongst all three of us, the panellists today. Although I think yeah. Rich probably wins it on the hair front, just about. I, if you do that again, do you know, I can actually get in exactly the same position as Rich's head. Hang on. And we can kind of morph into one another. Hang on a second. I'm going to go this way. Go on. We all try and morph into Rich. There we go. I'm there. There we go. <laughs> good job. Good job. We've got separate lightings. Anyway, Ty, great to have you aboard. Uh, you do were mentioning that you got a couple of things. One of the things you were talking about was analog heat. So you've managed to, you you were bitten by the bug. And I'm curious because I know um, we did the the big analog heat video, and it, honestly, it went bananas. People were going crazy for it because I think they probably didn't understand what it was for. I mean, I didn't really, to be perfectly honest. And you've got one, so you've kind of uh, you you're someone who's actually used it in anger or perhaps some other word. Yeah, I. I absolutely didn't get it when it was announced. I just, I genuinely just thought, oh, just another distortion box, no interest to me at all. And it was only when I saw uh, the uh, review you did that uh, I took a a second interest in it, and um, yeah, and bought it. And it's 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 brilliant. It is. And how are you are you using it? Because that was the thing that about me. I mean, I have spoken about this before, but the, the thing for me was it's actually the bits that before you can hear it really clearly, you know, and as well as the extreme stuff, it's those parts that I was... Re- and how have you been using it, if I may be so bold to ask? It's basically just warming stuff up. I know that sounds a real general kind of term, but it's just giving things some life that it didn't have before. But also, I'm using the envelope flower on the filter a lot as well, and that combined with the the distortion. It's just... it's. I think people need to see it as a creative tool rather than... It's not just a distortion box. It's a proper creative tool it's a it it's it, it, it doesn't have to mangle the sound but it shapes the sound in a way which is um you can just get some beautiful things out of very little that i think that's what's really appealing you can put in some quite banal sounds and banal beats and and uh what comes out the other end um is great unfortunately overbridge isn't working with it at the moment oh, yeah that's a shame but, uh, no, so it's been released slightly early from that point of view, but they're promising it's going to be ready uh, any day. So huh. I'm literally just used as a, you know, kind of plug it in and, and take it through. And it, it's, it's wonderful. And yeah. I was just saying, I've got a system ace that, and I've been using that quite a lot with it. A Roland system ace, right, okay. Yeah, we, been... we've got one coming in for review. In fact, I did say earlier, uh, this is all pre-show stuff, which is why you should tune in before, folks. Uh, I've got the OB6 desktop here uh, which is going to be the next i think the next thing that i review oh excuse me oh that's heavier than i thought uh so yeah i'm looking forward to getting that i've only unpacked it just unpacked it i'm hoping to switch it on and uh, enjoy because i did try it at nam and i just thought oh those sounds are all of those sounds that i wondered where they came from and now i know (laughs) and rich is smiling in a kind of benign you will understand the oberheim (laughs) kind of thing oh you're muted that's uh, a drink for everybody, I believe. 
Yeah. You definitely need <laughs> I haven't actually touched it yet myself, but I, I just know that it's gonna be something magical. Yeah. Are you tempted by the uh uh the over uh, not the overbridge, the analog heat? Does that something that interests you as well? I guess you've it, got all of that stuff in real real life as well, haven't you? I don't know that there is another box really like this, and that came home to me like the way Ty described it with him. Uh, watching your review of it and the presentation, I didn't really review it, but yeah, but but yes. Well, it was more of an exposition by the by the yeah, absolutely. But but uh, and I even commented, I believe, under the video on YouTube that it, ah yes, thank you. Obviously, not just a seven hundred and fifty dollars fuzz box, and uh, I was really really impressed with it as a signal processing device, and I can see its appeal and use absolutely. And yeah. I applaud my friends at Electron for developing such a cool thing. So have you had any, I, I'm curious to Rich, I, I feel that, that, you know, we're, we're all, I mean, I've, I've, I've shown something else I've got new. Uh, your birthday was yesterday. Have you got any new musical technology equipment you can say that you've had since we last spoke to you? Because it just feels like, you know, it feels like you, you, you've been, I, I feel like I need to send you something just so you can say, look what I've got. <laughs> you've Not got in it. hardware, no. Ah. I admit it. I have bought software, though. What'd you I get? The new the uh, Blue Cat Audio Distortion I bought, actually. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, I know you're a fan of their stuff. Yeah. I, I am a fan of their stuff, and now I'm starting to get to know the guy a little bit, and he seems like a really nice man. And, uh, yeah, I was, I was sucked in by their introductory price and uh, decided that the thing had sufficient number of features that it could do some small percentage of what perhaps this electronic <laughs> so it's like a it kind of by proxy there. distortion by proxy well i yeah I, I actually i bought the valhalla um uh shimmer because uh, i was I doing the, i was doing the soft tube modular review and i thought i need something that you know in software that will make the kind of sounds that you know i usually have on the end of things so i'll try that because of a couple of the patches because actually i was trying to replicate a patch on the Pittsburgh in the soft tube modular to see if I could get the same kind of vibe. And I have to say, it was mostly successful, at least I thought so. But uh, So that's my only purchase in the last uh, period. But anyway, oh. I, I have done something. And, and I just realised another thing. I bought a VPO3. Sorry, I forgot that one as well. Oh, what, the vocoder? So, yeah, it's very good. I imagine there's it's, a lot of uses for that in the sort of stuff you do, right? Oh, loads. Do you know every <laughs> track now? Every track is 1979 vocoder. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Period drama, you know, mounting Everest. Yeah. Yeah. Vocoder. Well, <laughs> vocoder. I, I actually did get something else, and that's the uh, new uh, Urs Heckman synth. Oh, Repro. Yes. Ah, okay. That's supposed to be yes, pretty so. good. I bought into that thing and played around with it, and I was pretty impressed. Excellent. Well, that's good news. So we've all had a little bit of something that we can talk about there. Um, but, I mean, you know, it, 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 this is kind of interesting because this is about the only parallel I'm going to draw with what's just happened in your neck of the woods, Rich. Who the hell saw this coming? Yep, that was uh, the big announcement, is the new Korg Monologue, which isn't actually a voiceover tool, which actually, if it could have been, that would have been somehow more cool for the name, but very much similar sort of format to the Minilog, but 
a mono voice, and smaller and more dinky. Oh, battery power, I didn't know that. You should always watch the videos, eh? <laughs> so yeah, I won't play it all, but um, yeah, we speculated, I think the last live show we did, uh, it was uh, it, what this call coming up to, we thought maybe the ARP 2600, or I was thinking some kind of maxi log, you know, there was all this kind of uh, theory, and we were just, or I was just totally wrong, some of you may have already known that, but this looks like a, a cute little fella, and it's actually... Um, it's got some really cool features because one thing being those 16 steps across the panel because on the mini log you've got eight and you have to bank through them. So it means that you can easily or more easily edit sequences and certainly motion sequencing is big on that because you can record motion sequences without notes, which I think is a really cool mod- mod- uh, uh, modulation source. You've got four lanes of that. So uh, what else has it got? It's got uh, LFOs go into audio rate. There's a second mode, which is kind of cool. And they really go high up as well, which is nice. And uh, what else was there? Four channel set. Oh, it's a two pole filter, so it's a redesigned filter as well. And I like. I'm I'm pleased to see a monolo- a monosynth with a two pole filter because I think you know four poles are great, but we've had it for years. Let's have something different. And no tie. I know you don't like mini keys, and somehow these look even smaller than monologue keys. But I believe they're the same. It's just a smaller keyboard, right? Yeah. Uh, I've been quite harsh on this one. Have you? Yeah, and, and unfairly so, to be fair, because I kind of, I approached it from, I realised that uh, when, the day they got announced, my basic opinion was, well, that was a waste of time. And that's really harsh, because I suddenly realised that Korg actually did absolutely nothing wrong other than just give us a date and a few colours on the line. They did nothing else. There was no hype. There was no, yeah. they just basically gave us a date. And all of the, all of the expectation was all self-inflicted. We did all this. We <laughs> yeah. started it all by saying, oh, it's going to be this. 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 Again, I was excited. And before you know it, they were going to be bringing out a, you know, P3300 uh, for 200 quid in our heads. And the reality was completely different. And I was really unfair on it because I just went, ah, what a load of tosh. The reality was we made all this. Korg did nothing wrong. And then when I took myself out of that grumpy old bloke syndrome, I sat down and looked at what it was. And if I was starting out, if I didn't have a lot of money and if I wanted a monosynth and I didn't have fingers like sausages, uh, it's great. It's, 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 you yeah, know, 300 it's bucks. Pretty hard to argue with that, isn't it? And do you know what really brought it out for me? I say here, you all know what I think of mini keys. I loathe them. But then think back, do you know what? In 1984 or whatever it was, I went and bought an MC20, uh, MC202, yeah. which didn't even have keys. It had little buttons. And no one could have told me that that wasn't amazing and fantastic and brilliant. And that was the best thing since sliced bread. So taking off my. Do I want one? No. Do I have any interest in it? No. If I was starting out and wanted a little monosynth, I think it's great value for money. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I think, Rich, you probably concur there, don't you? And it Absolutely. Does, it, it does, I mean, there's a there's a Sweetwater video, like a, a, a quite a long one. I think, is it Daniel Fisher who did it? I forget the name of the chap. I think it was. And when he goes through it, and there's some really interesting... Excellent video. Yeah, there's one, one particular patch which has got this kind of, uh, that brilliant... Um, uh, high-speed modulation depth where it starts to talk and, and articulate and it really is articulate if that's the kind of word and it's a yeah just kind of no nonsense it's a little bit dry for my liking but some great features in there and it's really in depth and once again Sweetwater get the scoop you know <laughs> oh, it's like 
their answer <laughs> to micro brute with a different yeah. set of features. In other words, they each have different kinds of strengths. I love my micro brute dearly, and I think that a lot of what it does is really cool and unique. This synth um, also has a lot of cool things, but it's a different set of cool things than the micro brute. It doesn't allow you to like overdrive individual oscillators, although it does allow you to modulate their wave shapes, which is a beautiful thing, which is something that the micro brute also does. Um, they both only give you one envelope generator. I think the Arturia one is a little more full-featured. Um, the Korg has a much more interesting sequencer section. Yeah. And uh, that ability, as you point out, to record live actions on the panel to four separate times on top of your musical performance is a pretty cool little onboard thing. And I just think that as a self-contained little device, it's very cool. Yeah. Niche-y. It's niche. I think it'll be big. I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to be in the stores before Christmas, which might be a bit of a shame, Uh, but I'm not sure about that. uh, no, it won't. It's going to be January of the 9th they're going to start oh. shipping, which I think that's the only thing they ballsed up on, to be fair, because I think yes. this is the kind of thing that... What a great Christmas present if you're getting into tech and perfect, perfect Christmas present. They would have sold bucket loads of them. Yeah, I mean, um, for that price. Yeah, yes. and I think I think that's the, only re- that's the only place they've kind of made a bit of a mistake, really. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I think the other thing that's got is uh, programmable microtuning scales, which people have been kind of going, "Wow, it's got that! It's amazing!" I mean, uh, uh, that's great. But I, I'm, I've sort of—I I was just thinking, when in my life would I need one of those? Um, but exactly. I, is it a good feature? I don't know, Rich. I mean, is it something that one might require? Well, the first—the first product I recall including something like twenty-five different alternate scale tunings was the Kurzweil K two thousand. And uh, this came on the heels of Wendy Carlos's success with using um, tunings specific to the keys that she was working in on her Bach work, her later Bach. Ah, okay. And in all the time since then, which has got to be close to 20 years, (laughs) not one time have I gone there. Now, I'm sure people have. And I think it's wonderful that you can. And I don't think it really costs them much to make it available to you, so I have no gripe with it. I don't but know, man. Yeah, reality. no, but I, I take your point. I just wondered how one might use that. I mean, and, I, and like, like you say, it's rarely. I think, I, but I think you can actually. I don't know how much tuning you can do because it's uh, in the um, in the video. I think you can tune per note per octave, so you could got quite a lot of uh, potential there. I don't know. Um, is there anything? Go and listen to something like more fun to, more fun to compute, craft work. Um, uh, computer world 1981 the middle section of that there's loads of th- i mean it's not done in a microtuning kind of way but the effect is microtuning basically because they did it on um random uh, um oh gosh what's the word i'm looking for sample and holding uh pitch and a lot of that is basically microtuned and you can do the same you would be able to do the same kind of effect with a microtuned keyboard um and also the fact that, you know, I, I have, you see, I have to kind of venture into the world of microtuning, but only normally with um, ethnic instruments and, you know, to try and get those authentic. But the idea of having them in the synth, exactly as Rich said, really, it will cost them next to nothing to actually develop that. And sticking it on a, a 300 quid keyboard, it's, you know. I guess it might be the sort of thing that might convince, you know, X number of people I need that this is the only thing that I can buy that does that. I suppose that might and be. Also, and also, we're oh. talking about the Western market. Do remember that if yeah, you yeah, go yeah, and yeah. 
infection in any other place in the world. Micro people are killing to get microtune, you know, microtuning. So it That's doesn't work point. for us, maybe, but um, it opens up a whole new market that will, you know, kind of be buying these. Huh. So, well, I would also direct your attention to a guy named Harry Parch, who uh, yes, was absolutely. a composer who wrote for percussion instruments that were built with um, unusual subdivisions of the octave and who got really, really musical and sonorous results with these custom instruments, with these customized tunings to them. Hmm. So there's great possibility there. It's been done acoustically. And as Ty points out, it's easy to do. So. Oh, cool. Well, and also, the, don't forget, it goes E to E, the keyboard, which is quite unusual. And that, that's kind of weird, because you look at it and you go, something's not right here. What's going on? I don't quite... There's the, and it's because it's an E to E keyboard rather than a C to B or a C to C keyboard, which I'm guessing... But I mean, it makes... Apparently they made it so that it's it's kind of easy for guitarists to get their head around or bass players to get their head around. Apparently that's what they've said. Well, also so I makes... guess you got the low. If you've got the low E, because sometimes with a shorter keyboard you have you have to tune it down an octave and then you miss you know maybe some of the higher notes of a bass line or whatever. So I guess it gives you a little bit more playability. But yeah, I mean you know it's it's another difference between that and the micro brute, which is uh, from C to shining C. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The seven C's and all of that. But anyway, yeah. and there's also the uh, Odyssey app, which is, again, it looks like a really well-programmed kind of a virtual analog thing in iOS, although it doesn't run on most all but the sort of highest specified uh, iOS devices at the moment. And uh, But, you know, from what I gather, it's a, it's, it's a pretty good emulation, which obviously is... You know, following in the footsteps, perhaps, of the uh, Moog System 15, or mo is it Model 15? I forgot what it's called now, System or Model, one of the two. And, and obviously, is utilising similar technology, which is offloading the graphic stuff, so you get more cycles for the for the synth engine. And it's polyphonic, I believe. I didn't kind of, couldn't find out how many notes it was. But I think it's got, um, let me see, I did have a, I thought I had a uh, an app page on it, but I don't. Oh, well, never mind. I don't have the uh, page. It sounds good. It does, it, it sounds good. I don't, I don't think it sounds remarkable but it sounds good yeah and it's a nice interface to work on right so, okay well there's yeah, something that's, that's uh, currently 20 bucks isn't it um i think it's going to be going to 33 at the end of the month i believe yeah so oh, sorry, i switched because i thought you rich is about to say which, something. which one are we talking about now that's the, currently 20 bucks it's going to be the core that the uh korg odyssey 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 yeah. Or odyssey yeah which is kind of a bit, uh, yeah. A regular guest on the show might not be quite so pleased with that, but then I guess, you know, it doesn't, ha it's not a VST and it's it's a different thing. So, because obviously. It doesn't sound as good either, I have to okay. say. It doesn't, well, doesn't sound really? good. Okay. No, not, not as, um, no, not as good as Dave's thing, no. Okay, well, I've, uh, I, I, I feel like uh, that was, I think, what was the other thing they did? They did a, a black King Korg. Yeah, I always find the King Korg funny because I just imagine a, an apostrophe just before the King, you know, because it's uh, <laughs> which will only be amusing to those people who know uh, 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 certain northern dialects, perhaps King Korg, yeah. as you might yeah. say. <laughs> anyway, um, right. Um, it feels like maybe I think I might have actually managed to get the ad uh, in place. So maybe this is a good time to uh, have a word from our sponsors. Let's see if it works. I sincerely hope so, because obviously that's not it. That's the wrong button. It's this button instead. That's not it. God damn. Right, okay. I'll, I'll come back to that in a sec. I still need a bit more time. Let me just see. I thought I'd save that. That's rather irritating. Isotope, let me see. Uh, so, yeah, Isotope have been... Oh, that's right. What am I... 
What's Give us something on? else to moan about while you get that ready. Okay. I'm going to save that. <laughs> Maybe I didn't save it properly. Come on, then. Is that it? That's yeah, it. here we go. Isotope Neutron. This is uh, Achieve... Uh, well, it says here, Achieve... Um, I haven't actually tried it, but I have I've spoken to people who said they really are blown away by it. This is Achieve Unprecedented Focus and Clarity in your mixes with Neutron. It's a new mixing plugin that combines the latest innovations in analysis and metering with award-winning audio processing. And it's got the... Uh, track assistant and masking meter which allow you to kind of figure out what it is that might be clashing frequency wise in your mix and sort of open up the space and by all accounts it's actually very effective at that uh, it helps you quickly reach optimal starting point and identify perceptual frequency collisions and fully wield creative control over all your mix decisions and normally i'd say that's just marketing hyperbole but i know uh, charles chicky reeves says he's absolutely blown away by it and i've heard some good reports by other people we will hopefully take a look at it at some point as usual, you can download this from isotope.com, I guess isotope.com forward slash neutron, and it's available now. In fact, there's a whole bunch of uh, holiday deals available on Isotope, so it's well worth uh, getting over there if you're looking to buy some Isotope stuff. And that's Isotope Neutron, a new mixing plugin. So, um, the, we will be giving away a copy of that, actually, because uh, that's the now the prize for Isotope. But last week, uh, or not last week, last show, because we didn't have a live show last time, was... Um, uh, vocal synth, which was the last one, and we have a winner for that, and it's a chap called. Now this is uh, C C C four underscore boom. There we go. Thanks for the drum roll there. C four underscore boom, who tweeted the hash, tweeted Isotope Inc. and Auto Harmony and Vocal Synth. He is that, or she, or they are now the winner of Isotope's vocal synth. So uh, go uh, get in touch with us, and we'll uh, get a winner. Uh, We'll get the isotope fairy to p deposit your prize. Sorry, I'm getting my words all mixed up. Uh, right, <laughs> and we've also got a, 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 a prize this week, which is the aforementioned isotope neutron. You can win a full copy of that, and you need to tweet the hashtag mix with confidence. That's one word, and the hashtag neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's the hashtag mix with confidence as one word, and the hashtag neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. And then you'll be entered into the competition, and we'll pick a winner next week, and all will be well with the world. So um, let me see what. Else. Oh, did you see? I'm. Uh, I've become. I've become a synth meme. Look, oh, that was fantastic. There's this one, which is uh, a, 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 a cartoon that was done by a member of the uh, the group uh, Synth Memes, which is a closed group, which just seems to be comprised entirely of pictures of me. Well, not just <laughs> not just me, but there are a lot of pictures of me and 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 my uh, poncho. There's another one, poncho for PWM. I particularly like the Toblerone, which actually looks a little bit like pulse width modulation because they they were talking that the chocolatey gap has got bigger, so there's less chocolate involved. But there is a lot. There's another one. There's got, so it's just like meme people making memes of stuff. And there's a yeah. There's another one. I seem to be all over the place. So if you're interested, it's quite it's quite fun and and, and totally harmless, and it's quite flattering in many ways. You could ask to join the group synth memes. I thought I'd bring that up just because I because I could. But the uh, the the one that uh, I thought was very particularly amusing was this cartoon here, which was the uh, Mummy Look synthesizers. Don't look at them, Ricky. I don't want you to be influenced by Oh God, no, Ricky! Pulse width modulation. Ricky returns with my head and a Sonic State t-shirt. <laughs> Can I just point out that I put that on my Facebook page until I just said, I just said people actually just calling me going, 
on earth is this? All the non-musicians. What on earth yeah, is it's, this? It's, so this it's so niche. It's so niche yeah. that it's... You with, it's the, uh, with the pulse with mod. Then Gaz runs in with an iPad, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I do like pulse with modulation, but it's not like I the, the only do. thing in my Everybody life. Everybody knows you do. <laughs> it's not the only thing in my life. You know, there are... Well, it's I, funny. I, yeah, I know. It is funny. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, it's me, me, me. It's the same as when the bald guy puts something on his head, whether it's a lampshade or whatever. It's always funny. Yeah, and no, we that's all true. know that. <laughs> and you work, you work it whenever you get a chance. Of so course, yeah, of course. I, I have to. I have to. Wig, everybody loves you. <laughs> don't tell us what you were doing yesterday for your birthday. We don't want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to another topic. I believe that. I believe there are others. Oh gosh, yes. What about this then? <laughs> this could be. The future of music. This is Roly Blocks. This is the Light Block, which actually does look quite cool. She uses the has the sort of five D touch thing that the Roly Seaboard does, but only different. Hooks up with the Noise app. I, I, that's what I'm not clear about whether it can interface with anything else yet. And there are other modules, and it's sort of modular modules that you can put together and create these kind of... Seems like it's eminently usable in dark spaces with blue light, because that's what the launch event was like. Incredibly tight performance this. I'm not sure that Bluetooth has the ability to be that tight, but anyway, this is the big news. I mean, I, I guess, you know, Roly, as we know, they're very much about the uh, kind of corporate image, you know, and they've had a lot of venture capital and they've done some great stuff with the Seaboard, but it's still, you know, what we'd consider a niche product. I mean, the thing about Roly Blocks is they've uh, managed to get themselves into the Apple Store, you know, it, which is big news for a kind of niche technology uh, company like that. And so they're going to be carried, I guess, I, I, I think it's worldwide. Uh, the Roly Light Pad Block, which is the one with the, uh, which has the pressure and all the lights underneath it is, I think 179 bucks and the other two are 79 bucks a pop so you can build like loads of them into this massive controller but obviously it'll start to get expensive and i i, I mean I, I wasn't quite sure how this would fit you know what if i haven't got an ios device it kind of cuts out all of that that's the only thing and it doesn't have any media if it had ways of getting other things into other programs and what have you then i think this could be really big news and i guess it's an early days kind of scenario but i don't know it did see, it did seem like a very big uh, sort of marketing thing that was designed to kind of support the whole we're in the apple stores and they're going to sell a shitload of them oh, excuse me before christmas right okay i don't know well i it so happens that i have been invited to go actually play with this thing this week uh coming up next week actually in about one week from yesterday and I'm going to go see it because um, okay. I find it really, really interesting. And to say it's a niche product is absolutely correct. But I think it's sort of it's a it's an attempt to launch a groundbreaking music hardware style and and device. It's almost like bringing Ableton push to the masses in something that right, yeah, in yeah, the palm yeah. of your hand. Um, I don't know to what degree it delivers on the promise of creative inspiration and fun and and ease of use and i don't know how all that balances out yet and that's why i wanted to go see it because you can't evaluate it according to the any other paradigm that i can think of 
It's yeah. not an ocarina, and it's not that Yamaha thing that everybody used to love. I can't remember the Tenorion. name. Tenorion. Oh, Tenorion. Yeah, right, right, right. And, and it's not, you know, uh, a QY10, and it's not. It's really not like anything else that I can think of. And they've done some pretty fancy programming tricks. I watched a video that uh, I believe you provided uh, at a trade show where a guy went through a whole bunch of the software options because this really. It's really controllable, mostly from some form of software platform. I couldn't tell if it was an iPad or if it yeah, was, so a, it was a, that was an uh, iPad Pro, and it was running the Noise app, which is uh, a part of the, the the whole setup. Right, and it allows you to do a lot of different things with that hardware. Um, so the extent to which it behaves without that software is one question. And like I say, how much, how inspiring it proves to be will will be interesting to me. Um, it's tough to launch a new instrument, yeah. obviously, because you don't bring, you don't have a technique to, to market into. You can't say, well, this is for guitarists because they already do this. You know, um, you can't say it's for horn players. They're not blowing into it. You know, so it's not really for keyboardists either. So it'd be interesting to see how much fun it is to use. Yeah, I know. I agree. I know, and I think that's a very valid point about the fact that it's a new thing. I suppose, and I suppose, really, it follows on. You know, th- with the the seaboard, they had the same issue, which was kind of getting a new concept into the. But at least it has some relationship to that with the, because obviously it's got the uh, pressure, velocity, off velocity. It's got those five D of touch, which is their thing as well. I don't know what you think about it, Ty. I mean, I, I I think it's you know it's like one of those things that you you need to know what the what the potential uses are for it rather than just the, Hey, you can make music on a bus if you're a kid. <laughs> um, okay. This is just my view. Can we just, can we just, that's that kind of written, you know, there's more to the box. What a complete waste of space. What a complete load of beep. Um, I love Roly. You know that I've I, I've got um, uh, I bought a Seaboard Grand. I've got a Seaboard Rise. I love the idea of you know all of that, but this is just hipster crap. This is the main. Do you know the main problem I have with this is not the fact that this is uh, you know this is we've got to learn another interface and do all this kind of thing, and it doesn't actually sound that good as uh, sounds you know. They haven't used utilized the engine as well as they could do. And I'm sure they will develop that and change it and blah, blah, blah. But think about this. What can I do on these little blocks that go together that I can't do on the iPad, apart from the fact that the surface feels a bit nicer? Now, I know that they're talking about the five levels of axis or whatever, but, you know, with, with fancy iPad programming, you can do a fair amount of these well, that's true with so, the, know, yeah with the velocity so, touch the pressure yeah so they're thinking okay so this is something which can't do that much more than an ipad and then they make a product that the only way you can use it is with the very thing that you're comparing it to going well why have i got these blocks because i can then control this via my ipad actually do you know what get rid of the blocks just use the ipad develop it as an ipad app on its own, forget all the crappy block rubbish that cost, if I'm totally honest, far too much money, far too much money. And, you know, I don't get, you know, I, I don't get, I love my gear. I love my toys. I adore my toys. This is crap. Right. Just develop the app 
make it so that you can use, you know, kind of do it all with the app. And if you only have four levels of control because it's an app rather than these blocks, you know, it's. Life will go yeah. on. Uh, well, yeah. okay. Here's the thing for you now. This because this is something that I've suggested uh, and I've talked about before with the the notion of the seaboard. Because I think the whole sort of uh, tactile control surface with all of those dimensions of touch is a really cool idea. But I think having a whole keyboard of it is not necessarily what you need because you know playing with slide and glide with five fingers it really is quite difficult you know it's quite painful it's, it requires lots of different but using perhaps one of these blocks as the control aspect for a regular keyboard so you use it to enhance the midi and you give it all of that extra controllability you know 179 bucks for that key effectively for that it is it's starting that i think well if that was the case then i could see how that would make sense you know because i can reconfigure it per track it could sort of you know do what it needs to do i i, I change programs on whatever it is i'm doing and it's it the lights change and i know that this bit is for my sustain or this bit is for my you know slidey bit or whatever it may be and i can use one hand to adapt my regular playing in the regular keyboard but I, what I, i'm not quite sure how that would interface because it's a bluetooth midi device i'm not sure how that would interface with the outside world and presumably i mean there must be some yeah. usb involved because it's got to have a battery charge and all that thing so that's the thing that i find interesting and that's why i'm, I'm not sort of discounting it in the same way because i think that the light pad part of it perhaps more than the the live and the loop block are the things that are going okay that's actually quite that could be quite interesting as a an expressive enhancement to your regular midi input that's what i was thinking but all it is is audio at the moment it's only audio it's not it's not spitting out midi it's literally just taking audio and so uh, therefore well, the, the app is taking audio right the app is yeah, but audio. If, if take out take out take the blocks out of the equation this is my argument take the blocks out of the equation and what can you do with the blocks that you can't do if the if the app was uh, um, developed you know or you know yeah yeah what is what is there? What is it adding to me for my hundred and seventy nine dollars or and my seventy nine dollars? And if you're going to actually make it so it's actually worth something in terms of putting a lot of blocks together, you know that's going to get ridiculously expensive. And then you're into the territories. By the time you've got a good controller with lots of control, um, you're into the world of pushes and machines and when you know which poos all over this on yeah but i guess i guess the end but the point is is the entry point to utilizing this music technology is via a handheld device that lots of people have a lot more people have something like that that they could interface with than than a, a studio or a laptop capable of running a daw or whatever you know so i think that's that's the thing and that's the sort of the message it's just when it's dressed in the the kind of superlatives of, of marketing language, one feels a little bit kind of cynical about it. And and I must admit, it was that that's the thing that, you know, perhaps I could understand, yeah. Sorry, Rich, you look like you had a, a point to add there. No, I, I think that every single thing Ty said makes perfect sense to me. And until I've held the thing in my hand and felt what it feels like to use it, yeah, I can't dispute any of it. But if it feels and, great to me and inspires me to make music, yeah, well, that's it'll true. change... My view of it, but but uh, no, all of all of those are great points, and why you can't do it in a, a handheld or a iPad device that you've already owned, uh, and why you need to spend is it one hundred and seventy nine dollars for, for one set of those things? No, 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 is that's that just it? just for the light pad oh. part. Just for one of the big bits. Forget the, bit, the other bits. Just one of the light box. The the, the light pad Not, without those like what eight or ten buttons that go. Yeah, in no, those are screen. those are separate modules. They're I the seventy. 
Yes, Each of those is an eight dollars. That's about yeah. twice as much as I would hope that it would cost, but I understand. I, I do still need to play it and feel yeah. it. Uh, look, I'm not selling my gear. <laughs> no. I tell you what, Rich. But, while, but, uh, while, but while you're but while it's a lot of points. But while you're there, if you get the opportunity to try the seaboard, uh, try that as well. If you haven't had a chance to do that, because that is something that is really interesting as well. I did but, once. Can I just... it was real really odd to me but i do need to spend time yeah with it, it does take a little bit more i think i could get it it's it uh, i'm i'm a piano player since you know the age of three so it takes a little getting used to the whole memory foam thing but Rich, honestly with all of with all of the seaboard stuff honestly because i'm the same as you i'm a player it you you approach it as you approach it as a different instrument. You approach it like you're learning a new instrument, but mm -hmm. literally you will, your fingers will fall. It's all to do with if you were, if you were trained so that you're quite accurate with your fingers, you will take to it like a duck to water. And um, this, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm not anti rolly because I love the I love the gear that they do and I use it a lot, and it makes sense to me. And what what you were saying, Nick, about having just one controller like that, honestly, would be in terms of playing it and getting the full expression out of it, you actually, the fact that each individual note has such yeah, control yeah, yeah, is yeah. what makes it special. That is what makes it special. If you only want to do as you're saying, you know, kind of using it as a controller, you know, for individual bit with one note or two notes or something, you can do all of that, most of that on an iPad. Or to be fair, the touche thing, which is going to be coming along. Yeah, sometimes. Um, and that is more what you're, you're talking yeah, no, about. Yeah, that's that the touche thing i think will be will be will be fantastic but this you know i feel like i i know i'm being harsh on this but i think from my point of view it's just that roly got so much completely right and i love their gear to then to then bring this out for me is just no it's just not for me so i'll, I'll stay out of it okay this one. all right not... well that's fair enough but uh, anyway it's uh, i think they're available they're obviously going to be in the stores pretty soon you'll be able to check that and, and they'll go really nicely in the apple store lots of blinky lights and what have you you know and it will no doubt uh intrigue lots of people who go into the store and I, I hope they sell a lot of stuff you know and it'd be good because then they can continue to in innovate and do the things that they're doing because they are a very interesting company you know they've acquired a lot of technology that should enable a lot more interesting products to come and maybe this will enable that so you know great so um okay let's move swiftly on <laughs> um ah oh, let me see Are we uh, actually no this was something i was interested in as well this is again uh, this is you know an alternative to our usual modes this is uh, this came out a little while about the announcement this is, is the microsoft surface studio which i is beautifully shot and all of those things again a massive touchscreen tablet type of uh, computer I think I've got the product page here as well oh that's nice I've seen that bit lots of moving parts does make me worry a little bit but So yeah, this is the new. Uh, I guess it's like the vision of the of the kind of computer that doesn't take up much space, but gives you a lot of stuff to to be able to do with it. That is a massive screen. So yeah, I won't I won't um, play the whole thing, but yeah, this is the new Microsoft Surface Studio, which uh, we've got the product page here, and I think this is coming. It's not a cheap thing, but it's kind of. I don't know. Is it innovative or not? I know. Um, perhaps Rich, you're not so terribly keen on the notion of using touchscreen 
exclusively because of the way that you know it's it the guerrilla arms thing that i've, that I've to mention do you think this is a coffee table or do you think it's kind of true innovative stuff because it does seem like a you know it's a fairly bold piece of hardware right i went monday morning and played with this thing oh you've actually seen one whoa yes oh do tell. i have and i went specifically because of it to do that that was i wasn't like i happened to be there and there it was i i went for this purpose so just to dispel your notion about my being resistant to touchscreen technologies. Um, and uh, it's actually very nice. If the mechanism that supports this screen's motion holds up for more than two years, it's, gonna, it's a nice product. It has almost more to do with iMac, uh, iMac yeah. or Mac Mini than it has to do with a Pro level machine it has fixed configurations you cannot get inside that box and change anything it has a rather fixed number of gazintas and gazoutas yeah th- uh, four and, usb threes i believe yeah and that's about it i mean there's there's one other there's an ethernet port i was a bit disappointed there was no i um no thunderbolt. i don't even know if there's a card reader in the thing there I is mean, a card yeah there's an sd card reader but no thunderbolt <clears throat> right no Thunderbolt, no FireWire, no... I mean, it, that's it. What you just heard, that's it. On every single model, it's not like the expansion options grow with uh, your 40... With your, it, you spend basically another 1500 bucks to get an i7 processor and 32 gig of RAM, whereas you spend another 500 bucks to get up to 16 gig of RAM. Um, right. Um, so it's got its limitations. That said, uh, operating the thing was a joy. Playing around with that stylus, if I were a sort of stylus-driven person, which I'm basically not, but playing around with it, I could see and feel the possibilities, and it really is remarkably responsive. And just web surfing on the thing, standing at a table and touching it, was very enjoyable and seamless and, and fun, actually. Really quite a bit of fun. And I give them great um, credit for going after the creatives market that they've pretty much just ignored for 25 or 30 years and um, put out a product that actually for people who do live a stylus-driven lifestyle might be incredibly useful and responsive to their needs. Yeah, no, I think that's a very valid point. And it's inevitably going to sort of draw conclusions with what Apple are doing as well because we've got the uh, the new uh, Mac with the what's it called the touch bar is it i think it's is that what it is Mm -hmm. the touch bar which is kind of quite an interesting idea but there has been quite a lot of criticism in terms of what's been happening in terms of computing power and you know the pro side of things is being somewhat left behind because of the you know it feels like there's there's further places that things could do that creative professionals might need i know ty is this i I could see this going nicely in your space can you imagine arranging (laughs) a late night session and you're swishing around the patterns and kind of throwing things in and finishing the uh the session or not do you know uh i don't do you know it feels like i'm having a rant this episode this uh today i'm not at all I think okay. Let's do. Which one do you want to deal with first? Should we start with the um, the uh, surface? Should we start yeah, with let's get, let's start with that one. Start that one. Okay. First of all, I'm a Mac man through and through. Now I haven't really touched PCs now for I don't know I don't know how many years. Used to be a big PC user. Now Mac. Never looked at going back to PCs. But Mac are so screwing up what they're doing long term that 
I'm not completely against thinking about looking at PCs again. This particular model, I think it's great that Richmond and I had to play with it. I think design-wise, I have to say, I think it's beautiful. I think the idea of having a 28-inch touchscreen like that is fantastic. Uh, everything's great about it, apart from the fact that um, having four USB ports and that's it, and only being able to go up to 32 uh, gig of RAM and the processing power isn't that great, uh, is a limitation only because the kind of people that they're wanting to draw in for this, for the kind of money that they're charging for this. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, it's, it's, it's not enough. You know, I mean, I know people, there are going to be plenty of people out there going, 32 gig of RAM, why do you need mother? We do. If you're doing high-end stuff, whether it be musical or streaming samples or, you know, loading all this in, or audiovisual stuff or, you know, video stuff or graphics, we need, we need all of that stuff. And only if you don't have it and there's no option of adding adding it, um, that's a real limitation for the kind of money they're charging. And for have USB... You, have you priced a high-end iMac lately, though? And we're totally tricked oh. out with i7 and everything? Oh, it's ridiculous. It gets, yeah, up it's, very, it gets up to the middle of the price range of this product right. without the yes. touchscreen. Right. But yeah. it does have Thunderbolt, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's got bad things that this thing doesn't have. Yeah. It doesn't have touch. No, it absolutely doesn't. And I think the touchscreen on it looks like I would I would love it. I mean, that's what, you know, I've got a Raven for exactly that kind of thing. I know Raven is a bit different, but I would love it if, you know, kind of Nuendo could get it integrated with the touchscreen and it would make it. I love the idea of it. It's just it's not powerful enough for what some people may use it for. Uh, it doesn't have enough options in terms of ins and outs and whatever, which is me included. But I think the concept of it and I think the design of it looks beautiful. And uh, and I've, I can't remember the last time I said that about a PC. Yeah. So when, now, we come back to, now we come back to the, the Mac situation. And bearing in mind that I've been hanging on now for 18 months with me wanting to get a new MacBook Pro. Um, and so 18 months I've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I cannot tell you i mean disappointment doesn't even cover it because everything about it apart from the fact that it's 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 thinner lovely the touch bar okay a bit gimmicky but could be really useful we don't know until the it gets interactive you know the programs develop it um but in terms of the processing hardly any faster um no more memory no more um hard drive memory Everything about it is just v sitting a lot more video RAM though, so it will drive much bigger screens externally. That's I mean that's a big plus. That, absolutely, that's the one. That's the one thing they've moved on. But in so many other areas, it just hasn't moved on at all. And you're thinking, they've. I, I mean, I've been waiting for 18 months because they've kept. You know, they hadn't updated and blah 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 blah. It's been this kind of spec for years now, and you're thinking if you're going to come back with a pro product and drop all of the uh, outputs. You know, sorry, the the you know kind of the interface and all of the USB, um, old USB optical uh, outputs all, gone. All that, of that. that the moment you drop big. all of that, yeah, absolutely. The moment you do all of that, you have to come back with a pro product that you have to buy because it's so much faster, it's so much better, it's so much whatever than the old version, and this is not in any way. And so I was literally there on the day waiting for to seal the spec literally just ready to to click buy because i wanted to order the top spec machine for, with everything all bells or whistles and suddenly realized that the top all bells or whistles machine 
was hardly going to be any different realistically from the machine that I wanted to replace that was three and a half years old or something. And you suddenly go, hang on a minute, do I really want to be spending, which isn't far off £4,000 yeah. on a machine, which is not really any better than what I'm replacing? Well, I think, I think uh, to be fair, the disk I.O. is faster as well, which may well be, that will have a difference for, for certainly streaming samples and stuff. But I, I, I totally take your point. And we've been here before, haven't we? You know, there was the, the point when the, the new Waste Bin Max came, and that was like four years since they'd uh, upgraded. Yeah. From, and, and, and we're, in a, we're getting to the same sort of period of that as well. And it, I think you're right. We sort of need something that is pro and is not necessarily led by design. It's led by, you know, the necessity of... And, and we've talked about this for years, haven't we? The concept that basically as uh, computer companies turn into more of a kind of lifestyle design type of thing, that the, the, the real sort of nitty-gritty core professional usage is going to be helped by the wayside because it's not the most important thing in in the kind of brief for making it. And I feel that that sort of is what's happened. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. But then you then look on the flip side, which is they then bring out, as everyone knows, they bought out the iPhone 7 uh, two months ago with a connector which is now not compatible. You have to buy a dongle. If you So you need to make a decision one way or the other. You're either going to turn around and go, do you know what, forget the pros or we'll make your own machines just for you and they're a lot more expensive but they are exactly what you want or they say we'll make the cheap stuff that everything's compatible with everything else. But no, they, re they reinvent the most popular phone in the world and they bring it out with a connector that now won't connect with this machine without a dongle. <laughs> and it's all right saying we've now reduced the price of the dongles only to the end of the year. They to the end of the year, they're reducing the price of these dongles from $25 or whatever by $10 off or $15 off yeah, or something. It's just not, to keep them. It's not, it's not the key factor in the purchase decision for an iMac, is it? Absolutely. And I'm figuring out, you know, to, to get what I've got going at the moment on my systems, I'm just going to have to carry around a bag full of dongles with me wherever I go. So I don't give a flying whatever how thin the machine is, because however thin the machine is now... I'm having to take that space up with dongles. <laughs> yeah, it does seem kind of crazy. I don't know, Rich. I mean, you, I'm guessing your probably your work system has to take, uh, or you've maybe got an expansion chassis or you've got PCI, PCI X cards or whatever for a Pro Tools DSP farm or whatever. I don't know what your setup is, but I mean, presumably, you know, when that life cycle comes to an end, what would you, what is there that you could buy that would actually kind of get you where you need to go that would increase the, performance or whatever it is you need out of a new machine well i'm not sure to the, about the answer to that question i'm still using a two, mid 2011 macbook air which is possibly the greatest computer i've ever owned and this product release in particular really muddies the waters about their product offerings in a lot of the ways that ty has already called attention to with respect to the dropping of features i think dropping they, I think the whole idea of making this thing so thin and light that you've turned it into a MacBook Air makes me wonder if they decided they had a marketing problem with MacBook Air ultimately and that they had a much easier time selling a product that says Pro on the end of it. And so they've decided that they're going to let the MacBook Air sort of die on the vine until they've sold them out. And they're going to more or less replace the MacBook Air with the MacBook 
pro line, which sort of leaves the pro user actually hanging because at the service of making them so thin and light, they've dropped every single connector, which means they've dropped the headphone jack, which had the optical port. They've dropped the USB ports. They've dropped the Thunderbolt. They've, they're just giving you this one style of USB-C slash Thunderbolt two or three connector that you can use times four to try to make your life well. But it really relates much more to the legacy of the MacBook Air product, which started out, if you recall, without so much as a second USB port and ultimately turned into a pretty fully functioning machine. I have an i7 here for the last five and a half years that I can't, I haven't been able to bring to its knees. I don't happen to need other kinds of I.O. and I didn't miss the Firewire port and I was quite, I love this thing because it's light and it's fast and it's, it's wicked fast to this day. It's just unbelievably fast. Now, and it costs quite a bit less than a MacBook Pro. So it seems to me that they're at a point right now of transition in their product line and they've really muddied the waters with this product because it doesn't seem to support the Pro user base that they had been catering MacBook Pro to, and it almost looks like it's ready to assume the product line position of the MacBook Air, which they're willing to make go away because now they've got their new MacBook product, which I'm quite sure we're going to see a version two of sometime soon. And, I was, was, um, what will it be? Will it be the Pro Pro? I mean, <laughs> just that. No, it, no, I mean the, <laughs> the bottom end. In other words, ah, okay. now that servicing the top, what they believe to be their top end with this thing and their touch bar, which I can also get into, they're going to, I think, let MacBook Air die in right, the okay, okay. and take the bottom of their are. product, which is their they new already. MacBook. They already have. And they're going to develop the MacBook product into a version two and maybe one or two other versions of it, you know, maybe with a few options, because right now they only offer literally one model with two options. So um, it seems like we're in a transition point. As regards this touch bar, some part of me is really intrigued by the idea of replacing an F key row with soft keys that would allow you to either do F key row or do any number of other things. And, and, and some form of principle, that all makes sense to me. But some of the things they're purporting to want to do with it are things like scrubbing for video editors, editors and stuff like that. And if you think about the ergonomics yeah, of where it place, is, yeah. the fact that you can't rest your palm anywhere to do that while you're running it from up there it sort of doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. So I, again, would have to put my hands on it and feel what it feels like to use it to see if it's likely to become usable to me. But it's interesting to see them stake out that sort of middle ground position between not wanting to commit to touchscreen monitors on their computers, which is something they seem very locked in about, and, um, and then trying to apply some of iPad technology to their laptop line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it just feels like, you know, if I was in a position, you know, I need a new video editing machine. You know, my MacBook Pro is, I think it's a 2011, 2012, you know, it, it's been fine. It might die one day, uh, but it's got Thunderbolt, it's got Firewire, it's got USB, you know, it's got those things. It's got, and it's only got 16 gigs of RAM. But if I need some to go somewhere after this, I don't know what I would do. I, I'm going to have to buy a PC and spec it up. I mean, that seems to be, you know, kind of pretty much my only choice, which is sad. But well, that's the, yeah. The two things are just for my final two two uh, things on this is first of all. So I've spoken uh, with professional editors that you know this is what they do day in day out, and they I mean literally they're I mean <laughs> the touch bar for what they're selling it for for yet yeah, scrubbing and other 
it's laughable. I mean, these are professional editors laughing at it. I mean, which isn't a good start to a pro machine. And the other thing is, is that bearing in mind, you know, I hold my hands up. I'm very much a Mac boy. I know that's kind of meant to be a derogatory term, but I am a Mac boy. My entire house, my entire studio, everything in my life is Mac based or you know Apple based. And um, for me to look at this and just go, whoa, hang on a minute. They, they don't have a clue really what they're doing at the moment. Are they getting rid of headphone jacks or are they not getting rid of headphone jacks? Are they now switching to USB-C or, you know, kind of what, what are they doing? Apple at the moment don't really, are really struggling to find out what they're actually doing and what their customer base is apart from, you know, kind of the bottom rung of the ladder. They're really struggling. And I had this conversation with somebody about, 18 months ago, two years ago, who said, this is going to happen to Apple. And I cannot explain how much I was like, you're joking. Never, never going to happen. I was completely wrong. They're struggling at the moment. They really don't, they don't know well, what they're doing. Well, not for cash, just maybe for, for direction and ideas. But yes, uh, yeah. I, I, I do hesitate. I mean, I know lots of people are kind of going, why are you just talking about it? But I mean, for many people, computing is, you know, it's what we use to make our livings. It's what we use for creativity or part of it. You know, yes, there is hardware, but a lot of it's going to be interfacing to a DAW or video editing or whatever it is. You know, they're a big part of our lives. And it just feels like, you know, if we need professional tools to do this, then we want to be able to buy them. And, you know, if we want to buy them, then they should be supplied. And it just feels like we're not really getting what we need. So maybe that might be the last word. Uh, although, Rich, you sounded like you might uh, have, a, have a thing to add there. I think that they've become distracted by activism, um, by politics, Apple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tim oh. Cook is is taken such a bizarre sort of um, defiant position in public, and also he delivers a pretty mediocre uh, public, you know, display of their products. But besides that, it, the act, I think when you choose to lay your hardware business at the feet of some form of political activism, you're in trouble. Right. Well, may, yeah, maybe Microsoft, right. Microsoft, even though they own MSNBC, which is obviously a very politically uh, directed concern but microsoft for the most part have resisted doing that in the way that they profile their computer products huh well maybe you're right i mean i'm not too aware of how that worked or how that's been working but i'll take your 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 word on that so yeah maybe that's it i mean but maybe that's what happens when you have more money than gold you know maybe that's you you, you start to get philanthropic it's, and then you know the motivations it's not are different to sustain a, a business or a career or an artistic career throughout a long period of time and if you look at the greatest artists in history and their output there was typically one or maybe more than one if you're lucky spurt of period where an enormous creative output burst occurred and you could you know start with beethoven you can go to stevie wonder or the beatles um and then around that is you know the parts where you're feeling out what the next one of those might be yeah and and that's where um, we are perhaps yeah. it's not easy to keep being the leader at something that's competitive like this and it's all good because the competition does tend to spur you know the success of apple obviously led on some level to that new microsoft's computer product yeah, no, and, I, yeah, um, I, I, I think that's a fair point. I suppose that's that's 
That's well said, and it does make sense. I mean, you know, that's the point of this whole thing. It just feels like when there's only a, 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 a when there's a clear market leader, and it has been for such a long time, and they're not giving you what you need, it's sort of like, oh, it's disappointing. Anyway, I think we should probably stop it there. But it's been a fascinating talk as ever. I want to say thank you very much to everybody. Uh, oh, by the way, I've got a gig. Uh, where is it? I think I've got a page for this somewhere. Oh, maybe I haven't. I thought I did have. I got, I'm playing on the 3rd of December uh, at the Barn in Winchester. Uh, you can find some stuff online. I'll put a, show, a line in the show. In fact, I've just written a new tune so that my set will be slightly longer than 20 minutes. Uh, but there are other acts on, so if you're travelling any sort of distance, there will be other stuff to see. Just perhaps not a two-hour set from me or anything like. But uh, that's, that's, that's what's called a really bad sell, I think. But, uh, uh, but it's only a few weeks away. So... That's it for this week. I want to say thank you very much to Rich Hilton for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you aboard and a happy birthday once again and uh, all of the things that go along with that. So thank you for joining us. And thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And also, Mr. Ty Unwin, thank you. And do uh, do get some of my regards to your family for making them turn off all of their other networking options so that we can have you in full glorious video. Thank you. And can I just apologize? It does actually think uh, you know i i'm sorry if i just ranted today but i think it's just a ranting day so i do apologize that's quite all right so uh, so once again we should just quickly say uh thank you very much for uh to isotope for sponsoring the show don't forget if you want to have a chance to win isotope neutron uh, you need to tweet the hashtag mixed with confidence. That's one word, and the hashtag neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc uh, via Twitter. That's mixed with confidence and neutron to at Sonic State and at Isotope Inc. That's it for this week. That was Sonic Talk number four hundred and seventy-one. We'll be back next week with more. Thank you much, much for watching.